Everybody, welcome to a brand new show called PV Dare with me, Byron Hussey, and I'm joined by Sheevesy. Mm-hmm. James Sheaves. Hi, everyone. From Australia. Um, mm-hmm. And Katya from Russia. Hi. Hi. So, this is a new podcast. It's sort of a, a, a spin off. Oh, I got a, like some kind of motor motorbike going by. Can you guys hear that? Mm-hmm. Sounds really rad. Um, it's sort of like a, a spin-off from the the movie Cinema Dare show, where but instead we're talking about TV shows, and also there's like no um, like daring because like I'm just gonna decide what we, <laughs> what we watch because <laughs> you know I like I don't really trust anybody other than me to curate this level of of content. Um, you know, it's it's some pretty special content. I mean, if you guys have, a, like, a good suggestion, I would hear it, would, but there's mm-hmm. no promises. But this ain't a democracy. Yeah. So, the first uh, TV show uh, we watched for this was a 1990 pilot for a, a show called Puchinski, starring um, Peter Boyle. Mm-hmm. What's his name, right? Peter Boyle. Uh-huh. <laughs> from Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, yeah, from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, the, mo- the motorbike has come back the other way now. God, so cool. Okay. And, um, yeah. He played the dad in Everybody Loves Raymond, which is a, you know, favorite of mine. And also he played <laughs> um, Young Frankenstein, like the Frankenstein from Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah so actually cool. it's Young Frankenstein's monster. Right, yeah. I mean, if you want to be a, a, a pedant, then uh, it's, it's technically mm. technically young Frankenstein's monster, um, and 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 young Frankenstein himself was um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gene Gene Wilder. Gene, Gene Wilder. Was yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mr. Wonka. Willy Wonka himself. Did you guys see that movie? Mm-hmm. No. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Cat, Cat, you didn't see it. No. Well, you don't don't bother. Did you see the Johnny Depp one? Yeah, when it, when it came out, I'm not sure I liked it. But... <laughs> yeah, the the first yeah, one was... was better. Yeah, probably. I only know it's me, unfortunately. Oh, Katya, you're breaking up a little bit. Give me the. Oh, sorry. Me... No, it's okay. Are you on? You're on your phone, right? You just I might. You might just yeah. have to shout like the whole time. Do you have any uh, <laughs> okay. neighbors that will be perturbed by that? No, no, everyone's fine with shouting here. Okay, it is Russia after all. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you got to reach that voice across two continents, so yeah, that's quite a shout. Yeah. So uh, Puchinski was made in 1990. It was a. I'm gonna just read the uh, the very well written uh, Wikipedia description 
Um, is there is there a Pachinski Wikia? There's not a, not a distinct no? Wikia for it, but it does mm. have a wiki engine. Oh, motorbikes coming back through. That guy's just burning, burning rubber. Real dirt devil. Maybe it's Gumba. Maybe Gumba. Just trying to I join. have uh, purchased a motorbike. I will be in United States. Oh, sorry, that shouldn't be. Uh, shouldn't be doing. Gumba, we love you, Gumba. Gumba Come editions. back. I will be riding by your window several times during the podcast. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> wasn't wasn't mean, spirited. Um. So yeah, no 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 Puchinski Wikia yet. Dot dot mm. dot. Uh, she mm. make it. Yep. Yeah, sure. J uh, do you prefer Sheevesy or I James? Use the time. Oh, um, uh, you know, I've never um, had to use an online handle in a in a podcast before, so um, I guess I'll just go with m my name. Okay, you know, so Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jimbo. Jimbo. Okay, that's good. Um, so Pachinski is a 1990 television pilot featuring Chicago police detective played by Peter Boyle, whose spirit is transferred into a flatulent English bulldog. Oh, wait, I activated Siri somehow. <laughs> I think it's when I said spirit. She thought I said Siri. Maybe she has something to add. So stupid. She has some info on Pachinski. Alright, you know what? Siri's going to make an appearance. Siri... What do you know about Puchinski? Who, me? Fucking uh, idiot. Gosh. I hope you don't kiss your mother with that mouth. I don't. <laughs> okay, you don't then. <laughs> She's so, just so sassy. Um, Puchinski is a 1990 television pilot featuring Chicago police detective played by Peter Boyle, whose spirit is transferred into a flatulent... English bulldog after he's killed in the line of duty. The canine detective then returns to solving crimes. I'm not sure if that's grammatically correct. I guess it is. It's not it's kind of sounded awkward. fine. The, it re I'm just like I'm not sure if it should be returns to solve crimes. Oh, uh, you know, I've I've studied linguistics, mm -hmm. and I can uh, pretty much, uh, you know, authoritatively confirm that you can you can do either one of those yeah, if you so choose. I think either one works because, like, I'm either returning to the act of solving crimes, or I'm returning to solve crimes. Indeed. Right. Okay. We nailed that. So NBC mm -hmm. decided not to pick up the series, but subsequently did air the pilot. On Ju Ju July 9th, 1990. In recent years, the show's premise has been recognized as one of the most bizarre in television history. But. I read that as well. I, I just. I don't feel like it's too weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Um, I actually was. It's not as weird as Law and Order UK. <laughs> I didn't know that existed. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that sounds actually pretty good. Maybe that could be a dare. I don't know. <laughs> is it is it one of those musical cop shows cop rock um uh insofar as it has the law and order bong bong sound <laughs> like you know like that sort of musical but apart from that no <laughs> just as like the the bong bongs like some some bobbies like getting some tea 
Yeah, like lots of like uh, lots of those lawyers with wigs. <laughs> Barristers. Them, them's the ones. Yep. That's good. Um, so I'm looking for a see if, if there's a citation on this bizarre. Um, mm. It being the one of the b most bizarre. Yeah, yeah. It looks like there's a, one of the citations is six TV shows you won't believe were actually made uncracked. <laughs> so that might be it. Um, oh, there was an ABC special in 2004 that shined a light on failed shows. That sounds pretty good. Which I think that that's how we have a copy of it, isn't it? Or did they air it that before could, that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how any of this stuff gets onto the internet after like 20 years or 30 years or whatever. Mm. Um, but, you know, I actually didn't think the show was that bad. Uh, I mean, it was very strange and it was like, like the tone was really inappropriate like it wasn't sure if it was wanting to be a kids show or an adult show like clearly yeah. I, I feel like there was a little bit of a little bit of an alf inspiration in there and so much as it was a puppet right but um, the puppet yeah <laughs> but i you know it's uh it worked it all it all kind of it all kind of fit together as a as a show um what did you guys yeah. think um, I, uh, I found the, the puppet to be very like Sabrina, the teenage witch kind of sort of vibe to it. Right. Like, you know, the talking Salem. cat in that one yeah. seemed to be, yeah. Like, and, and then they had a live cat in subsequences and they got a live dog here. Yeah. So, you know, it seems like they, they, you know, really knew how to do a show about a talking dog. Yeah. I think, uh, you think that, you know, that'd be kind of like breaking new ground, but Hey. Yeah, the uh, I feel like in in Sabrina at least, sorry, no, um, the cat was not one of the main characters, so you don't <laughs> see the cat talk throughout right. half of the episode, which kind of saved it, I guess. Yeah. So I mean, the cat looks kind of weird, but you, you kind of <laughs> you, you can de you can deal with it because you don't he's, look at it for ten minutes. And he's yeah. cracking wise, so it's sort of although yeah, of course, like, cat, makes jokes too. Yeah, the cat was funnier though, I think. The cat was funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if uh, Peter Boyle's Buczynski is uh, quite on that level. Well, he's very ribald. A little crude. Um, mm. I like I like the point you make, too, about switching back and forth from the real cat to the, the puppet cat, switching back and forth from the real bulldog to P the Buczynski puppet. It very much reminded me mm. of Alf switching back and forth from the puppet to the dwarf. Um, yeah, the guy, the 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 great late great Michu Misaros, who yeah. played the um, may the he elf, rest in peace. Yeah, who just passed, um, I believe, a few days ago as of this recording. This is evergreen content, so people will be listening to this for for years to come. Um, and this will be a sad mm -hmm. reminder of um, of the great Michu Misaros passing. Um, uh, Katya, what did you think? Did you actually like this show, or did you think it was awful? Um, I didn't really like it, um, <laughs> because I feel like it's an interesting idea, and they could have tried harder. Because it's not really that funny for a comedy show; just kind of makes you mostly uncomfortable, I think. Yeah. And for a police show, it's just kind of dumb. It, and, yeah, I don't know. There, there's there no wasn't real much of a detail. Yeah, mm. just like a guy was robbing somebody at the ATMs or something, and they were waiting for, like, I don't know. 
You know, it kind of reminded to... me of is um, Ghost Dad, starring Bill Cosby, uh, com- uh-huh. comedic legend. No, no controversy surrounding him at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. it's, it's sort of like uh, the the premise of that movie is that I don't know. I think Dad the dad gets murdered or something, <laughs> and this like ghost comes back to like just <laughs> hang out with the kids. But but it's like it sounds like a, a very lighthearted premise. Um, mm. But then the guy has to die at the beginning of the movie, which, which is a real bummer. Um, you know, should I have I adequately summarized the 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 show for for people that haven't watched it? I like. I feel like um, that well, maybe that like, uh, <laughs> that description. There's a few bits on, that uh, we haven't covered. So, I I think that this that summary that I read off of Wikipedia got into the the, the very basic. Um, yeah. Peter Boyle, the hard-boiled detective, um, is uh, is murdered in the line of duty. He's run over. Yeah. By a car, which is like a little bit unceremonious, I guess, but. Um, and then somehow his, uh, his soul, which is real in this universe, there are souls. <laughs> <laughs> he says he sees a light and like angels singing. His soul passes yeah, into a he, dog. He's, he's not reincarnated. No. His, his, his soul goes out of his body into the, the pre-existing bulldog. Yeah. So... That was Which, actually one of my big questions. Like, what happened to the yeah. consciousness of what the bulldog? What happened to the dog? Were they cohabitating the, the dog's yeah, body? Yeah, or did, do dogs not have souls? Was was Emmanuel Kant right? What, did the dog's soul transfer into Peter Boyle's body just in time Dead for body. him to die? <laughs> oh, that sounds like a season two uh, plot line. Yeah. Well, here's what I'm thinking. What if the dog entered the body post-mortem and then it was like a zombie dog um man faintly barking from the grave <laughs> oh, man. well we we saw them bury him but it could have been a an empty casket maybe the the, the corpse vanished because it sort of he took off on four legs you know and now it's <laughs> like somewhere out there roving the city you're right this could be a really good really strong season two storyline you're moving into the X Files territory now. I feel. Well, I we're not already there with like a a a, a soul transferring into a, a a dog's body. I think I think Fox Mulder would be very interested to investigate. You know, that. I think the the territory that we might be in is uh, Halle Berry Catwoman. Didn't something like that happen in that one? I, you know, I didn't see that, but maybe. Oh, oh boy, you missed out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I did see the. The basketball scene that was good, really awkward basketball uh-huh. scene. Um, was Halle Berry's body possessed by a cat spirit? Um, well, it, it, it was like a similar situation to what happened to Peter Boyle. She like died in some sort of, I, I think she like drowned in a pipe or something, <laughs> and then the cats uh, they like look into her eyes, like the dog looks into Peter Boyle's eyes, and and then they they bring her back to life. So like you know she doesn't become a cat, but. If I were uh, very if I, stylistically similar, I thought. If I were writing a movie where the the protagonist dies, I, I would not have them dr- drown in a pipe. This doesn't seem like the best death. Yeah, well, you know, if you were making a movie, you probably wouldn't make 
Halle Berry Catwoman. Well, I, you know, speaking, I mean, uh, even the uh, Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, I was always a little unclear on what actually happened there. Like, she fell out a yeah. window, and then cats were licking her, and then she, like, what, did the cats, like, put their nine lives into her or something, or was it just, like, she just came to and was crazy, and there were cats around, and she was a cat lady? I guess that's the supreme skill of, of Tim Burton as a filmmaker, that we just have to decide for ourselves. Like what kind of death would you choose? What what, what kind of death All right, scene well, let's, would you have? Well, let's talk. Let's unpack this because we're talking about a superhero movie, ostensibly, or like an anti-hero, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, we're, and we're also talking about sort of like death as a you know a, a, a passage, but you know to, to another to another state. You know, we're, we're, this is sort of like a the death of the the old self to become the new self. So it's sort of a spiritual or or sort of symbolic mythological transition so sounds mm-hmm. Nietzsche or something perhaps a hero's journey so maybe more maybe a more heroic death something like uh-huh. being you know like like shot with like a, a cannon or something or just like <laughs> or just like or maybe like jumping on top of like a grenade to save some cats from from a <laughs> from the dog Isn't that how Captain America doesn't Captain America do that? Yeah, yeah, but that was like, you, you mean like in the movie? I've only seen that one once. So. Yeah, he does. Uh, not the nineteen ninety four film. I have not seen that one. <laughs> that wasn't very good. Uh, no, yeah, yeah, he I, did. I don't imagine so. It turned out to be like a fake grenade, though. Oh, okay. It was right. like Tommy Lee Jones was like playing a joke, and it he proved himself as heroic. But that's the point. Like a joke. they. They they thought they had the foresight within when they were writing this movie about a superhero to 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 demonstrate some level of heroism through his actions. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just saying like, I mean I I maybe they the way they handled uh, Halle Berry drowning in a pipe was like really well done. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. have this complaint once I saw it, but I, it just sounds like a really pathetic and, and hor- horrific death. Um, uh, I believe she was, uh, snooping around in, in a corrupt makeup company, uh, and, and I don't know, some people had spotted her and she ran away and, you know, regrettably drowned in a pipe. So yeah, sort of ignominious, I guess. All right. That's, that's absurd, but maybe we should get off the subject since this is Hmm. not technically a a Catwoman podcast. I think we could probably return to that theme a little bit. It's um, not too late. We can change it up. <laughs> it's true. I would have to do some re- retooling. Maybe have to edit a little bit out of the introduction. Um, so I have some some notes. Why don't why don't why don't I open my yeah. page of notes and we can get it sort of unpack a little bit of this because there's a lot. You know, there's a lot <laughs> to discuss here. Um, yeah, I had. Oh notes. boy. Uh, so I, I I one of the things I noted was that the very the very first line of the. Uh, the series is, uh, is sexual harassment. Um, oh yeah, we yeah. have like a, a, a female dispatcher um, talking over the uh, police radio, and um, Detective Puchinski, and that's his actual name um, when he's a human. <laughs> so it's like I don't remember. What, I didn't write down what he said. He's like, "You sound like a hot, hot lady." 
Mm-hmm. Um, would that fly in uh, 2016? Um, gee, I don't like. What do they do with the gritty police dramas now? They they don't tend to make them sexist anymore, do they? I don't think so. Um, I don't think he would work as a main character or one of the main characters. Maybe yeah. as a like some. Less like, screen time guy. Like a sleazy maybe. sleazy sidekick. Yeah, maybe yeah. not even a sidekick. Maybe See, like a terrible like, guy at the office. Maybe like a John Larroquette from Night Court. Guys, does that, does that resonate with you at all? I never say Night Court. Somebody out there will get that. Somebody. So like. See, the problem with, with making him a supporting character, though, is George Newbern, the, the, the you know, ostensibly the lead, uh, doesn't really have any charisma. Right. They but didn't... I guess that's probably the same with Alf. So we're talking about um, Detective Robert McKay. That's the guy. And I feel um, that they might not have agreed with you that he doesn't have charisma. I think they, they probably thought he did. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, he clearly I had enough charisma to play Superman. Yeah. Well, he's done he's a, apparently a done ton that. of voice work, and he's actually a very active voice actor right now so yeah. he's doing something right he was in final fantasy x2 as new yeah he was sephiroth yeah he was sephiroth oh but that's not that one looks like he had a a cameo or a one one part um role in um Grey's anatomy he's in the new injustice game injustice 2 as clark kent slash mm-hmm. superman he plays both roles wow so yeah no he's i mean like I guess I guess maybe just seeing his face kind of like uh, is, is the problem. Catch hmm. um, What did you think of uh, of George Newbern as Detective? Um, his charisma. Detective Robert. I, know, I guess he he's supposed to be like not as charismatic as Puczynski and kind of less confident and kind of more sticking to the rules. He's, kind the, of guy. he's a straight man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, uh, well, that's not specified. No, that's a, a comedic <laughs> term. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking but, straight. But actually, yeah. We're not yeah, talking. I guess. This... I, I think that none of the characters actually shown in any dimension in this episode. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's <laughs> like, sort of the, the Like, Kuczynski is just like a sleazy kind of guy, and we're told to believe that he's a good detective. Right, well, he, would this hit, guy. he did crack the, um, hold on, I have it in my notes. The, sorry, I'm scrolling. Oh, yeah, the, the, the strangler or whatever. Yeah, the, like, the post office robber. <laughs> was he stealing stamps? I don't know, I, I, I was trying to search for it, but I accidentally almost printed it out. Post, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, post office bomber. And oh, right. The the North Hill Strangler that's mentioned twice in in the episode. Um, Post office bomber. Uh, I guess he was blowing up the stamps. Yeah, yeah. I guess they would be like recurring characters if the if the season continued. Yeah, but uh, I think I nemesis. Have to, I have to disagree with you, uh, Katya. Oh yeah. Because if okay. if 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 you'll recall, there was a scene, a very touching introspective scene when Puczynski was in the bathroom and looking at himself in the mirror and he said it's all sinking in now i'm a dog 
<laughs> so um, I don't know. That was you don't get depth deep. from that. That's like the the textbook definition of depth, isn't it? Like he's never been more human in that moment. He was having feelings, and <laughs> those feelings were sad. Hmm. Um. So after the sexual harassment scene, um, we are introduced to the dog that Puchinski's soul enters. He saves the dog from a group of children with knives. <laughs> now, I guess in the 80s, I think I remember this being kind of a trope, is that like kids were all so bad these days that they're all like, <laughs> roving gangs with like knives. That was a very, <clears throat> very weird scene, I think. It was like late night or something, yeah. at least late evening, but there were like nine-year-olds kicking a dog in some dark <laughs> Yeah, that, that has literally never happened. Um, but basically, uh, Puchins Detective Puchinski, still a human, uh, comes upon the scene and, and then he, he threatens to kill these children with his gun. Um. <laughs> clearly a professional. Well, yeah, he's an anti-hero, you know? Yeah, it was like, like, like they had, the kid shows him the knife, and he's like, well, I have a gun. I'm going to literally shoot a nine-year-old. <laughs> like, like, it seems like maybe, maybe he should have, like, mentored the kids or something instead of just saving the dog. Like, it wouldn't it be like, like, as a human being, wouldn't you feel some empathy for some, ch like, children who are, like, out in the middle of the night, like, committing crimes? Hmm. Well, not Puchinski, clearly. Yeah. No empathy whatsoever. Well, he goes on to feed the dog a hot dog, and he says, Ugly and all alone in the world. I know how that feels. Oh. Which is, you know, it's a good line, but then it turns out that he has a girlfriend, so. I don't know. I don't know that's true. Um. Didn't he have a girlfriend? Am I am I wrong about this? Uh, no, I I don't think he did. He he kept talking about like a lady. Oh, did he? In the we, car. We never met her, but like he had a picture. Oh well, maybe she left him or something. I like she was like like a prostitute or something. Well, maybe <laughs> she was like a just a, a a sexual partner, like without a without an emotional attachment on her side. Chooses using uh, Puchinski for his 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 love making skills. His body. Yeah. Yeah. He's one hot man. Sorry. He's one hot man. Oh, one hot man. Her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean Doris Roberts clearly thought so. You're right. That's the uh, mother in Everybody Loves Raymond, right? That's correct. Got it. Nailed it. And uh, and they're all dead now. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Boyle. Sorry, everyone. Peter Boyle died like five years ago, I think. It's a big, yeah. big sad, big sad time. Country mm. morning, yeah. So I don't want to. I don't want to recap this entire episode. It's like, if, if anybody's listening to this, just watch it. You know, do yourself a favor. Just watch it. Yeah, you're gonna love it. It's so good. <laughs> but a few, a few highlights. I think there is a um, a love interest. This is a highlight or is it a low light? <laughs> I mean, it, it added something to, na to the narrative, didn't it? Actually, before we get to uh, um, Franny Reynolds, played mm -hmm. by Amy Yazbeck. Yeah, I, the, I, the wife of the producer. I do want to talk about um, 
Captain Ed Martin, who's played, uh, yeah. who played, mm-hmm. played by Frank McRae. You might yeah. recognize him. He also played the police captain in The Last Action Hero. Boom. Uh, I don't recognize him from that. Oh. <laughs> what do you recognize he was, him from? He was uh, James Bond's sidekick in License to Kill. Never saw that. And he, get, he gets eaten by sharks. That's really sad. Yeah. Did his yeah. um, soul transfer into one of the sharks? Well, his name was Sharky, so you can probably <laughs> bet so. Was it, did he have anything to do with a Sharky's machine? Does Burt Reynolds movie? Uh, uh, I don't think so. That would be a good spin-off show if um, Captain Ed Martin's soul transferred into a shark. Hmm. Definitely like, some tension to be had there. Like we're let's say we're deep into like season six of Puchinski. It's already won twelve Emmys. Um, mm-hmm. The whole cast is you know they're 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 pulling in about a mil per episode like it's that caliber mm-hmm. um and they're looking for a new spin so wait i'm not sure if it was uh frank frank mccray or brian haley who's sergeant shriver nope 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 i'm right here frank so frank mccray was sergeant shriver is eaten by sharks but then he becomes a shark and I know what you're thinking. How are we? How are we going to have a whole show underwater? Hmm. Enough time. Well, they did it for Sequest. Well, no, it's going to be in the future where they have tech technology to let fish breathe on land. Oh. He'll have wheels and yep. like a tank on his head. Um. Mm-hmm. Is somebody writing this down? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. you. So we have a, it's a shark, a shark body, and he's like a, an a, a, an African American man. So he, he has a, a he he talks like a a cool guy. This is racist. I'll cut mm-hmm. that out. I'll cut that out. He's like not, I don't think he's particularly cool in either of the roles that I know him for. I just sort of went like got stuck going down this weird racist rabbit hole, and I wasn't sure how to get out of it. So I just like. Like I like, like just like black people are cool, but, and I saved myself, and I saved the podcast. Um, hmm. <laughs> saved. Um, okay, so so what is this show going to be called? The spinoff show. Uh, I mean, we, uh, we've already got some kind of like Puchinsky. I guess that's that's like uh it's gone for like a russian immigrant name yeah. so uh i don't know maybe you, you want like sharkovsky well oh that's good i like that it's good but technically the character already has a name is ed martin <laughs> yeah but maybe he feels like he has to get a new name now that he's a cool shark yeah why would he I mean, choose I like would. a weird like ethnic one though not that eth being ethnic is weird i mean come on guys let's not <laughs> Really, really. I apologize unreservedly. <laughs> stepping in it now. Martin sort of sound, sort of almost rhymes with a shark fin. Ed yeah. Shark, Ed okay. shark fin. Captain Shark fin. Oh yeah. It's not, All not right. great. It's not, it's not great. I feel like that's a cartoon show now. Yeah. That... Well, it could be an animated series spinoff. That would be e- probably easier than like building the. Uh, the animatronic shark that I'm envisioning. 
with it has to be wet all the time because it has this water tank mm. on its head. Well, th well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep workshopping it. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't mean to, like, poke holes in your, in your plan here, but um, uh, one thing that I would point out is uh, I understand the, the dog puppet was uh, a reason that contributed to this show uh, possibly not being picked up because it was, like, too expensive right. to make. Right, But So maybe... But, he, but I don't know. I'm going to poke holes in your whole poking because we're talking about a, a hypothetical alternative reality where this is pretty much the most successful show of all time. So they have enormous quantities of money to invest mm -hmm. in a spin-off series, which they assume will be equally, if not more, successful. Whether that's true well, or not in this hypothetical separate reality, it remains to be determined. But I will say I think that they'll be happy to spend the cash on the, the shark, rubber shark animatronic. You can color me convinced. Thank you. Katja, are you uh, convinced? I guess, uh, because also this uh, theory of um, the show being super successful mm -hmm. was actually discussed in Stargate SG-1. Really? Yeah. Puchinsky I, I, I found it today that in one of the episodes, they, um, they mentioned that Puchinsky has over 100 episodes. Wow. Or something like that. that. Is, that's crazy. Who knew? Yeah. This is, this is actually well-trod well territory here. So, start, start uh, here, One of the puppeteers, uh, Sally Ray, for Puchinsky, also worked in the creature art department on Stargate. <laughs> That's really good. So, this, is, so th this has legs. This has legs, or shark feet. What kind mm. of feet? Shark feet. <laughs> so, we're, we're now crossing into the Stargate SG-1 universe where Puchinsky has over a hundred episodes and now we're writing. So that, that was another thing I wanted to do in this podcast was maybe to talk a little bit about, and we've already done it a bit, but talk a little bit about if, if Puchinsky were to su have succeeded, where, where would the story have gone? What would, what, what territory yeah. would we have covered? So we've already discussed, um, um, did we put any theories out yet? Oh, season two, season two, we're we're gonna figure out what happened to that dog's consciousness because that's an open uh -huh. mystery. And now, we're, so we're speculating that that dog's consciousness did actually enter Peter Boyle's corpse and scampered off into the night as a as a dog possessed zombie corpse. Yeah. and he already has experience playing dead bodies, so you know, mm. it could work. It could. Do you think they solve a crime that has zombies as criminals in one of the episodes, and that's how they find out? Mm. That's the that's the zombie body, and they they kind of st yeah. stumble upon it or yeah, catch it. What I'm thinking is that there's going to have to be some some kind of retcon to to make it sort of to contribute to the mystery of how we ended up because we did have a, uh -huh. a coffin very clearly in yeah. the, in the in the, fu in the famous funeral scene where where. Um, uh -huh where Detective Robert McKay first meets the dog version of Puchinsky. Um, yeah. But we didn't see a corpse. so Yeah, and I mean, they, they do that all the time with pilots. You know, they'll just recast people when the show gets picked up. Like, you know, that's nothing. We can do that. Yeah, it's not a big deal. If, if they're worried about it, they can, they can just sort of, like, show, like, 
the mishap at the morgue where you know the 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 dog maybe maybe they got um Puchinsky's corpse all the way back to the morgue and then like the the dog woke up and like crawled out of the off the slab and into the night and then like the 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 mortician was like oh my god i i'm going to be fired if i don't somehow <laughs> replace his body so he gets like a maybe like a a mannequin or something <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they bury and he puts like a peter boyle mask on it is this is this is this going to work oh yeah yeah absolutely what about i can the relationship with um, Franny Reynolds, played by Amy Yazbeck. Yeah, see, like, I don't know where it's gonna, like, I mean, like, it, it, it helped move the pilot along, but I don't see how you can really make that interesting. Do you think that she would at some point um, bear his child on the t- on the show? Hmm. And that the, the child would know about Puchinski, but the woman wouldn't. I, I feel like the daughter would, the, would learn. The daughter would know. Yeah. 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 You're right. I actually forgot the daughter existed. <laughs> she she really and, liked the dog. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They got along. Kids like dogs. Mm. It's just it's unavoidable. Um, fun fact about and, um, the uh, what's her name? Um, Amy Yazbek. Franny Reynolds, played by Amy Yazbek. Amy Yazbek was the um, the mother in um, Problem Child, starring John uh, Ritter. Right. And actually went on John to Ritter. marry John Ritter, which I had no yeah. idea. And she was. And married. he's the producer of this show. Oh, John Ritter produced? Yeah. Ah, I had no idea. That's that. It's all it's coming a, together. It's a Ritter team production. It's all coming together. Yeah, she was... Uh, she, I guess, just really liked what what he showed her on the set of Problem Childs One and Two. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're not terrible movies as far as you know, nineties or was eighties eighties family movies go. Nineties, early early nineties. Yeah. But she she stuck it out with with John Ritter until right up until his death. So that's mm-hmm. that's commitment. She I guess. Uh, do we have reason to believe that he like wasn't a, a superb husband, or? Well, uh, no. I just in Hollywood they get you know they go, oh, right. go through marriages like like it's nothing, like tissues. Maybe if he continued Puchinsky, that would not be the case. Are you mm, wait? Are pressure. you are you saying that John Ritter would still be alive if Puchinsky had succeeded? <laughs> I mean, marriage. <laughs> oh, the, oh, the marriage. Okay. Sorry, I but I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe no, he would I, turn into a dog or get a dog soul. I'm not sure how I, I got know. that out of what you said, but I mean, it made sense at the time. I think he had some kind of like congenital heart defect, so I think his his yeah. death was probably unavoidable unless he like thought at some point randomly to replace his heart for no reason, which that would have saved him. But then there could mm. always be complications on the operating table. Uh, you would have to take rejection medication, anti-rejection medication. Um, you know, a lot, a lot can happen. So it's a, it's a pretty morbid subject, Katya. I'm, I'm, you probably shouldn't have brought it up. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, I'll, I'll never do that again. So what about, is there going to be a overarching villain for the show? Like I, I kind of thought 
that it was going to be like the fugitive where they were going to yeah. be looking for like the one-armed man through the whole series where they were going to yeah, be yeah. trying to find uh Puchinski's killer but then they caught him at the end of the episode so it was like mm. uh what are we going to do now um and that's and so at the end just to kind of spoil everything they 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 catch the criminal who I thought looked a little bit like a Bono from U2 um huh. <laughs> and uh I wonder what he was doing back then I think he was uh, in U2 still. Um, I'm pretty sure this is around the time the maybe the Joshua Tree came out. That's a big one. Yeah. One of their one of their most successful albums. Um, so, are we maybe that guy? What I'm thinking for the since it's unsatisfying that they immediately solve this is that okay they 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 catch him he goes to jail. But I think that his spirit should should transfer into another animal. So maybe he's like, oh yes, he's in jail and he gets like shivved or something. But then like, uh-huh. what kind of animals are in jail? <laughs> like rats? Um, yeah, a rat. But then what can a rat do? What, maybe a police dog, dog actually, like a um, guard. Oh yeah, so he's like yeah. a man on the inside. Who would suspect him? So. A police dog, like like a like a Doberman or something. Yeah. Why would they put that in? Why would that go to jail though? Like, like why would they? They already caught those. I guys. don't know. Maybe like at the search area or something. Maybe, maybe like, they should uh, be dogs. Maybe he doesn't make it to to jail. Maybe he gets like killed at trial. Like like you know. Okay, well, Lee Harvey Oswald let's, style. Let's, let's restate the the problem of okay, what types of animals are can be found regularly in a courtroom. Maybe like a service dog. That would be kind of ironic, if he was like in a service dog, but he was like this hardened criminal, like a like a sweet uh, golden retriever or something. Yeah. Or maybe like It'd provide dramatic contrast. Could it be like an like a really kind of spooky old courthouse, and there's like bats in the belfry, and like he goes into a bat. Is that too, um... is that too scary? <laughs> Well, it doesn't sound. I feel like he's a simpler, Chicago. simpler guy. Um, like, like if he was a criminal mastermind, maybe mm-hmm. like a, a creepy animal would be cool. But I feel like he's just like a well, low life kind of. Again, this simple. is. I, I, there's going to have to be a little bit of retroactive continuity here because you know it's it's sure it seemed like he was just a street tough, low level thug mm. in the <laughs> in the pilot. But it turns out he was actually like, I don't know, like, you know, I don't know, like some post office bomber. Maybe it was the post office bomber. Who knows? Escaped. I think they would have mentioned that. Yeah, probably. So actually, that would be good. Could we bring the post office bomber or the North Hill Strangler back into the series at some point? Maybe they could. I think you'd have to. Could they enter animals, too? Oh gee, is that just what the premise of the show is going to be now? Well, I mean, we got we got to keep playing that that card. How about this? So, the um, the murderer, he becomes the sort of the Moriarty one-armed man of the series. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what animal he enters. Maybe a rat from prison. Maybe maybe yeah. a dog. Um, but then he figures out. So he's like the villain, but then he's also like a, becomes like a crime boss 
for other criminals that are somehow entering animal bodies. And that's how we get sort mm. of a villain of the week kind of story. Uh-huh. So he, he unlocks the magic. And so then, like, maybe he springs the post office bomber from prison and puts him in mm-hmm. the body of, like, an, a gorilla. Oh, boy. <laughs> Where I guess Yeah, like, I'm liking this. Or, like, a, I guess the post office bomber would be ironic if he were, like, in a dog, because dogs always, like, chase male dogs men, are, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I would that's like a, to see how he. I would like to see how he um, kind of makes them believe that that will work. Like, hey, guy, we're gonna we're gonna kill you now, but <laughs> well, you're gonna be a gorilla <laughs> just right next to you. Well, he's and the, the bomber is like, yeah, sure. Maybe, uh, maybe he forces the issue somehow with with some yeah. kind of. Like, he's got to have some kind of like goons. I don't know. Yeah, that's a that's a villain tactic, isn't it? Like villains often do that. They'll like inject their their henchmen with the stuff without their consent, and then they turn into monsters or whatever. Yeah, I think that's what happened to Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, I was yeah. Just thinking about Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I saw that the the Moriarty killer dude is kind of like Splinter, but the evil evil Splinter yeah. now. Yeah, it is like split like evil Splinter. What about like an insect? Could he be like an ant, but then he like controls other ants? Is that too hmm. too weird? I don't know. Get if, uh... a long life or not? Do, um, do we have the CGI technology in 1990 no. to realize that? No, it would have to be like stop motion ants, <laughs> which would be probably wouldn't look very good. Yeah. Be like tiny puppets. Little, I mean, it would be large puppets, but they would try to make it look small. Like they'd make like a giant like quarter out of paper mache, and like That'd put it next cool. to the the their ant puppet. Like, look how small it is. This is a twenty five cent piece. Yeah. I don't know why they would call it that. <laughs> twenty five cent piece. That's that's what we call them down here. Except that we we don't have them. Yeah, we we still have them here. You guys don't have quarters anymore. We never did. We what? different denominations. What, what, what do you have? Like thirty-three cent, thirty-three point three. We go twenty, then fifty. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. And you just need five of those for the for the dollar. Uh huh. Instead of four, I feel like four is better because it's fewer. Maybe. But I guess I could just. I mean, by that logic, maybe fifty cent pieces should be more popular, and they're pretty rare. At least in the U.S. Oh, you guys actually have those? Yeah, but they're like super rare. They're like and they're like oh. giant. Like they're really impractical. Worth think... a little more than fifty cents, huh? Maybe. Are they rarer than two dollar bill? Oh, about the same. Yeah, I think they're about in the same league as the two dollar bill, or the uh, Susan oh, Anthony yeah. dollar coin. Those mm-hmm. are uh, actually those are pretty common, but they just replace them with the Sacagawea. Is this interesting? Is this good material here? Should we go continue? On oh, yeah. Path for, I've, the rest, I've, for the remainder? I've actually got... Uh, I got all the, the state quarters because I lived in the United States for a while. Oh, yeah? And for some reason, I guess I must just be somewhere on the autistic spectrum. I just, you know, saw yeah. them states on the coins and... You had to have uh, Oh, can't spend those ones. Yeah, that's good. So and we've got, got them all displayed now. So you, so you have 50 of them. 
Yeah, but I think even more than that, because some of them were minted in uh, Philadelphia, whereas others were minted in the other place where they mint things. Wow, this is pretty, this is really cool. Do you want to do like a separate um, coin podcast? I'm ready. Okay, I don't have a lot to just contribute. Just describing each of them. <laughs> I would listen to that in detail. Can anybody do the arithmetic on how much, um, how many dollars that is? Well, just divide it by four. Um, so divide what by four? It's in the vicinity of twelve dollars and fifty cents. Twelve dollars and fifty cents. Because you know, fifty yeah. nifty United States. Yeah, twelve fifty. That's like, that's not that much money. Yeah. It's okay Plus, to, you know, a few extra. Yeah, the few extra, the Philadelphia minted ones. Mm-hmm. Katya, do you have any uh, coin collections to speak of? Um, I just have some extra change I bring from, from the countries I go to. Okay. My, my... I don't display them anywhere. They're just like in a pile somewhere. <laughs> That's, so that <laughs> just answers, like on my table. That, that answers my second question, which was going to be, have, <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen a coin? So that's that's a yes. Yeah. Okay. Plenty of those. So we've got a few storylines cooking now. We've got um, Pruchinsky's killer coming back as some kind of other nefarious mastermind animal and yeah, i think rat's a good way to go i think rat yeah the reverse splinter angle he doesn't he doesn't mm-hmm. grow maybe he ends up in some kind of um contraption like maybe maybe he like rides around on like an, an 80s style like friendly robot like mm. you know like the kind that um Sylvester Stallone had in rocky rocky iv yeah yeah you know what I'm talking about? Does he know karate? I, I do, or yeah. Some, some, some other jujitsu? I feel like he like knows, that. like, street fighting. You know what I mean? Like, he knows how to swing a chain. He knows how to, like, punch, punch like, in the, the testicles area. Mm-hmm. He, like, he probably knows his way around a brass knuckle. So, mm-hmm. if that's... Do you think that's translatable to a rat's body? Mm. Yeah, why not? I mean... Yeah, sure. Is he a I'm real rat or is he a mutant? No, he's just a rat. I mean, like he's the just same. It, if tiny, you just picture, tiny rat knuckles. Yeah, because it's the same as Puchinski. Puchinski's just a dog, yeah. right? So yeah, like maybe maybe he never even goes anywhere. Maybe he just sends like videotapes of himself talking. You know? <laughs> yeah, you'd, like, you'd never have to take him off the videotape set. Then that would cut yeah. costs. Cause yeah, cause and then cause it's like he's not like actively involved. He's just like pulling the strings from behind the curtain, like uh-huh. um, like the Wizard of Oz or or like Doctor Oz for that matter. Um, <laughs> so so that that kind of takes care of that. I think he's he's just in a secret location sending uh, VHS tapes of himself talking and 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 like plodding and laughing like ha ha ha. He'll and then he sends like. You you're gonna have to monkey around with the post office bomber, ha 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 ha. And then it's like you know. See, because he's a monkey. Yeah, I mean, like maybe he's a I don't know if he's a gorilla or a monkey, but it's pretty much the same thing, it's right? Clever. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, and then like there's a plot where like the post office bomber. Should should the post office bomber be like a recurring character? Like maybe the post office bomber and the North Hill Strangler are like the Bebop and Rocksteady of the show, 
where they uh-huh. yeah yeah where they're just like the minions that keep popping up um but mm-hmm. then they they get defeated uh by Puchinski somehow mm. i mean it's sort of dark to have a strangler be your but i don't know maybe that could be retconned well, he, well here's the thing the the show the whole show is a little bit inappropriately dark so in yep. this universe where that that succeeded apparently that's the magic formula you sort of mix in sort of seemingly family friendly lighthearted stuff with like really really morbid bleak stuff like a a cop getting murdered in the line of duty and children <laughs> in the a- and kill- torturing a dog in an alley with knives like that's apparently that's the magic formula <laughs> in this universe yeah you know maybe i'm starting to see why this wasn't picked up so so in future episodes we have to con- continue tonally exploiting that yeah. that kind of that that kind of um, juxtaposition so this we have this hilarious we haven't even discussed what animal the strangler would be maybe like a cat House cat? Yeah, that could work. Maybe a snake. Dogs hate cats. Oh, snake, snake would be good. Or constrictor. Yeah. Yeah, he could constrict the, like a strangle. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's appropriate. Uh huh. But that's but that's like, dark on dark because like people don't like snakes. It would have to be like maybe he could be a bear too because bear hug. And he's like, yeah. would that, give that's you a... scarier than a snake. I have to say. But... Not if it's like a cute like... bear. It's a real bear. It has to be like a real animal. Yeah, you're right. So. You're right. I forgot. Maybe, I but if it's like a, a snake, I'm thinking about what was that film you discussed in cinema there with a snake explosion? Mm, it that was, was a hard, hard ticket. Hard ticket to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. That yeah. was a, like a snake puppet. Yeah, thing. that was good. They could actually probably use that same prop. Although I think that movie was made later. Was it? I think so. It was in the nineties. I thought yeah. that was like an eighties. Was it? I don't. Remember. I think I, now I forget. I think it was. I thought it was like ninety, ninety four or something. Eighty seven. Oh, okay. I'm stupid. <laughs> it's like my thing. <laughs> I don't even remember. So yeah, they could dust off that snake, from like the hard ticket to Hawaii. Um, Pull it out of the crate, like the Raiders of the Lost Ark style giant mm-hmm. Hollywood TV storage room. Go in and, and with a crowbar and find the hard ticket to Hawaii crate. Pop that open. <laughs> pull the snake out. Um, that could be the the North Hill Strangler. Um, great. So any other? Uh, so um, any other? Uh, storylines that we want to ex- maybe explore since we've we've covered maybe like two but that might be enough i feel like the characters the main characters are supposed to change over time i feel like petrinsky probably like learns to be a kind of guy yeah but does mm-hmm. that mean that the other dude would become meaner or... do we, do we <laughs> ever do we ever get an episode where um Puchinsky and detective robert mckay switch bodies and de- de- Detective oh, Robert hey. McKay is a dog for a day, and Puchinski gets to be a person again. And then, like, he goes out and, like, starts trashing 
Detective Robert McKay's yeah. body because he's like going to the bars and stuff. Oh, and it's perf- this is perfect because it's great for the character arc for Pachinski yeah. because he would think, oh, it's so great, I'm a human again. But at the end of the episode, he would realize, actually, I always wanted to be a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he comes to terms with his new yeah. form, like like a like a like a transgendered person, like like he didn't he he did he yeah. knew that he was different. He didn't know how. And now he's. It's really, a very special episode. He gets to finally realize that he's 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 happy with who he is. He doesn't have to. Well, no, he after now once he's no, that's getting a little bit confusing. But it's not maybe the transgendered analogy isn't perfect. But mm. let's just say for, for were they ever in the nineties? Yeah, for 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 Puchinski's arc, let's just say he he accepts becoming a dog. But my one of my follow up questions to the last question was, do we think that Puchinski's ever going to get? Peter Boyle's body back, maybe at the end of the series. Mm. I feel like it's it's like a very monomyth thing where you you would think like you know at the end oh this is what I've been working for this whole time and then he gets it but then he has to you know he has to make the sacrifice and he has to return across the threshold and right and then and he, not he just dies yeah. permanently. <laughs> oh hey maybe <laughs> that funny twist at the end like oh. This time his soul just vanished forever, for all eternity, like yeah. all other souls do uh, upon death. <laughs> that, what a twist. <laughs> um, yep, I can see the network's going for that one. Yeah, it'd be fine. I mean, maybe not putting it in that those terms, that would, that's a strange way to talk about death. But, um, you know, what can I say? Like, I'm a, I'm a poet. Yeah. Any, um, can we think of any high profile guest stars that we'd like to have appear? Guest stars. Uh, I mean, like, I'm thinking Doris Roberts, but maybe that's just too, I'm thinking in the one track of, oh, it's Peter Boyle, so. Because in this universe, presumably everybody loves Raymond, never cast Peter Boyle. Yeah, probably never. Yeah. Because he's just too busy. Either too busy with Puchinski or just too wealthy from, yeah. you know, the Puchinski money rolling in. So I guess she'd be available then. Yeah, but I don't know. I just don't know if it would have come up. Like, they wouldn't have mm. had that association. Katya, did you have an idea? I thought I heard you. Uh... I was just thinking who was really popular in 1990. Um, Vanilla right. Ice. <laughs> okay. I'm just, uh, I am actually... MC Googling. Hammer? Okay. Does MC Hammer get uh, an animal of his own? Yeah, he had a cartoon. It's called, uh... No, I mean, just like in the show. Oh. Oh, you said an animal. I thought you said an anime. I was like, um, that's weird. Oh, an anime. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I guess he had an anime back in the... He had like a... a magic, <laughs> he had met like a, t- a Hammer Time t- cartoon show. Was good. Maybe that could be another dare. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was like a magic hammer that he had. <laughs> um, I don't know if it was like the magic hammer in Wreck It Ralph, or if, like if it was just like taught lessons or something. I don't know. Nineteen ninety stars in the nineties. Check out A-list celebrities on the red carpet two decades ago. Okay, this could be good. I've oh, got nineteen ninety in film up. Okay, Julia so Roberts. The number one highest grossing film. Yeah, 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 she's number three with Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. 
the number one film is Ghost. Oh yeah, that's it was a so, classic. So we got Demi Moore making a cameo. Yeah, and and Patrick Swayze. Hmm. And that I don't guy. know what we get them to do. <laughs> Can you? Are you kidding? Patrick Swayze would be like the um, out of town exchange cop from uh huh, like another city. Yeah, yeah. And he would come in for an episode and help solve a crime. What about, and then say goodbye. But George Clooney, was it too early for him? He's not anywhere here. I think at that point he was probably still on TV. He was probably still in soap operas. Yeah. I was looking at like a timeline and they just keep getting progressively later in the 90s. Mm-hmm. How about um, Jennifer Aniston? She would be good. But oh, yeah. She, but this is pre-Friends, so... Was she? Was she even, like... Like, wouldn't she have been, like, a minor then? Um, so she could have been, like, a friend of the daughter. Yeah. Or, like... I don't know if she's ooh, that young. You know what she could have been? This is going to be great. What's up? So, there's an episode where um, Detective Robert McKay and Franny Reynolds go on a date, and they hire a babysitter mm-hmm. to watch oh. um, the daughter. And... But also, that's unnecessary because Puchinski can be the babysitter. But Franny Reynolds mm-hmm. doesn't know about Puchinski being a sentient yep. human being, so she hires this babysitter. And then Puchinski, for some reason, accidentally comes out to the babysitter. And they end up <laughs> in like I a. I feel like this is an episode of Alf now. What? With no. This is like and Alf. And I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of similarities between Puchinski and Alf. I mean, let's face it. It's a puppet. It's a Actually, puppet. you know, um, it says here in Jennifer Aniston that she was casting her first television role in 1990. Perfect. So she could be the babysitter. This could be it. All right. So this is like an Adventures in Babysitting-inspired episode. Um, yeah. It's, it's Puchinski, Jennifer Aniston, and the daughter who is not named in this Wikipedia mm-hmm article i'm looking at i should probably be on the imdb but whatever who, who cares right this is just a stupid tv mm-hmm. show from 1990 um <laughs> so they get in some kind of adventure and then i know what you're thinking oh great now jennifer aniston is on the show but she mm-hmm. dies at the end of the episode oh <laughs> so, so you just had me interested happen? uh she's murdered by the villain of the week um maybe it's the maybe it's the 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 North Hill Strangler again. Maybe she gets strangled, or maybe yeah, you know, she doesn't have to die. She could just. She, I mean, like that happens all the time in these shows. Like people will show up and then you'll never see them again. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so she doesn't have to die. It's fine. Maybe she can come back later, like in the in the finale or something, like as a retrospective. Uh huh. The trial of Puchinski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Any other ideas, guys? Any other uh, takeaways? Anything else do we want to cover about Puchinski in general before kind of wrapping I this up? I think we've we've just exhausted this 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 little nut. Yeah. Katya, any uh, any any words of wisdom? I think we we talked and thought about the show more than the creators ever did. <laughs> You're right. I, I'm not sure if we really fleshed out a lot of the. I think we get we 
we we stayed a little strange with it. Like we probably could have done a better job, like exploring more of the human elements. So maybe that can be a follow up podcast at a later date um, mm. to really just get into some of the interpersonal the dynamics and how those would sort of change over time. I could maybe I could make like a spreadsheet. Oh boy! Yeah, with several axes of data. It's like like year season of show like character strength of relationship nature of relationship sort of quantify those as like you know mm. some kind of value and and we can we just, we just pull make like a, a timeline and watch how those different values move upward or downward or stay the same would that be good uh-huh hey that sounds just utterly fascinating yeah and then i could share the truly compelling with the with the listeners yeah. Okay. Have a hundred episodes of that. Sorry. We have a hundred episodes of that. <laughs> um, well, and hopefully get as every, popular as Chinsky. Because every week it would be another. Maybe it could be, yeah, one one episode of the podcast per hypothetical episode of Pachinski. We'd really get very granular with the oh, yes. level of change between from one episode to the next. We won't talk about what we happens can... in the episode because I don't want to have to actually write the whole series. We'll just talk uh-huh. about how the numbers change. Yeah, we can we can beat Serial at their own game. We can yeah, this is good. Go deep on this. Maybe this could be the next season of Serial. Because oh. I, I don't even know what they're covering, so maybe they're looking for ideas. Hi right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, joining for this uh, very experimental uh, podcast. I think um, I think it I think it went pretty well. We'll see mm. when the ratings come out. Um, mm. Any? Uh, hey, it was a lot of fun. Guys, have any uh, any plugs or anything you want? Any shoutouts you want to do? Uh, you can you can follow me on Twitter at at Sheevesy, but um, no one has ever spelled that right um, in the history of me using that handle. So just um, it's it's a V then an S then an E then a Y. That's very helpful. counterintuitive to how my name is spelled, but. You know, that's 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 how I did it. And it's an E-A before that, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, S-H-E-A. normally people people's first guess is shaves. Yeah, shaves. Uh, my, my sister at one point, it was called shoes. Shoes. Yeah, good. which was a, a good one. That's good. But good. yeah, that's that's my only plug. Okay. Katya, do you have any uh, any plugs? Uh, no, not really. I don't... I don't know how to follow s- me on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know how to spell your Twitter, either. It's like mm-hmm. it's got like a weird character in it. <laughs> the four? Three, three, and a four. Yeah, yeah no, it's because it's like there's a there's a Yeah, it's like a three E N E four K A. Yeah, that's easy. I thought it was like some kind of um, strange backwards E, but it turned out to be a three. So. <laughs> That solves that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. And everybody, thanks for getting making it this far into the podcast. Um, Gumba, very disappointed in you for not showing up. Uh, but I maybe will find it within my heart to forgive you someday. Okay? Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Take care.